Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off-Topic Debrief. This guy's Ben Robinson. Hey, and this guy over here is John Williams, and uh, we're here to talk to you about nothing in particular, but lots of things kind of in particular. Out I don't of know. particular. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is our every other week show where we uh, just talk about things instead of a thing. Yeah, kind of wing it. Yeah, what's going on in the world, what we did that was cool, um, maybe shoot you a recommendation. So, hey, Ben, did you watch those Oscars? Everyone's talking about that Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, right? Yeah, I guess. No, And no, I did not watch the Oscars. <laughs> the only bit of it I watched was that clip on YouTube. And, uh, eh. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I, like, I, I didn't give a lot of shits about Will Smith before. Um, I'm going to continue to not give a lot of shits about Will Smith. Uh, I mean, he's done some good stuff, but uh, he's not a guy I think about a lot, so. Yeah, to be honest, this is the first time in our, what, three and a half years now where I set you up for something that I had no intention of talking about. <laughs> like I said, everybody else is talking about it. It's been a couple weeks now. It's been, sorry, every time <laughs> it, it pops in my head. Um, so we don't need to talk about it. It already happened. He resigned. Uh, oh, I guess, you know, the resulting, uh, uh, verdict from, so we are going to talk about it. <laughs> the verdict from the Academy themselves was a 10, what was it? Was it 10 year? 10 year ban, yeah. yeah. He can't come to any events. Like that's pretty fucking rad. Yes. I mean, it's still meaningless. Eh, I like it. I guess symbolically it's good, but, uh, who cares? Well, they can't order him to stand there while chris rock slaps him back i would oh. enjoy that though couldn't they i wonder if they uh if they put that they... up as an option to uh <laughs> you know reinduct him back in yeah so like yeah you could either give up the oscar or you could let chris rock slap you across the or face. let chris rock slap jada that might be a bit much <laughs> oh. uh. right, chris rock's a nice guy i don't think he'd do it no but uh, i mean just like when he resigned from the Academy, like who gives a shit? Yeah, that was, Oh, you're, yeah. gonna, you're not going to get free screener copies and get to vote on the Oscars. Like, oh, the Oscars have be become less and less relevant and people care less and less about them. So, uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. He's probably, you know, it'd be like getting banned and not being able to attend the curling event at the winter Olympics for the next 10 years. Like who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, if he did that to an Olympic curler, he, he might give a shit. So maybe Will Smith does give a shit. I bet not as much as you'd imagine. I yeah. mean, he already resigned, like, willingly. So yeah. he apparently, that was kind of his, I don't give a fuck anyway. Yeah, yeah. He probably gives more of a shit about uh, the studios that are pulling out of his movies. Yeah, and that shit won't last. No. Give it a year and no one will give a fuck anymore. Yeah, especially when you have uh, dudes like Ezra Miller running around uh, choking ladies and stealing microphones from uh, uh, just some girl who's trying to sing karaoke in a bar and barging in on people in their bedroom and threatening to kill them. Yeah, and then Holy stealing their shit. passport and wallets and shit. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is going on with that guy? Boy, I mean, there was something in the in the air or the water, but I don't know. They were pretty far apart with, with those two and that that little uh, span of time. There was some celebrities behaving badly so i think ezra miller's already always been a little bit on the edge yeah 
Like this isn't this isn't completely out of the blue behavior for him. Yeah, he seems like more of like the the mental stability of like a Jaden Smith rather than a Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, except he runs really fast. Yeah, really weirdly too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, WB. I, from what I from what I've heard, they're scrambling trying to figure out. Like they put all future projects on hold, but. They've already shot an entire Flash movie and they can't spend, you know, a hundred million more to go reshoot it. When they said all future projects, did that include Flashpoint? Because it's, I mean, it's coming out in the future. So does that count as a future project? No one knows for sure. But but from what I've gathered, from what I've heard, it's like planning for projects that they haven't um, gotten going. You know, that like a Flash sequel is totally like not guaranteed at all right now but the flash movie itself you know the the wheels are already turning they've already thrown you know probably 150 200 million in it all that's left to do is finishing special effects and marketing and honestly if they could keep him uh from doing anything else crazy by the time that movie comes out what next year yeah, yeah, I think June 23rd. It'll all be far behind in the memories of, of everybody except for those poor two people that he terrified. If they can go ahead and just do some damage control, get them into a uh, into a program, public apology, you know, just, yeah. The, the PR could make this work. And, and publicly fire his ass. You know, just say, hey, you're fucking out of here. Like you're not gonna be the Flash anymore, and and then in which case, uh, there's nothing even to hold on to. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but they they can't do that before the movie comes out. That'll tank Why not? it. Why would that tank the movie? That would tank the movie because people would know that they're that it's building towards nothing, and that it would also taint the actor himself. It's not building towards nothing. You could just replace him. You're going to no. see a movie about the Flash. You're no, not going it's... to see Ezra Miller the movie. No, but it's exactly the same reason why Ben Affleck even to like. Like, like just until until uh, Justice League came out, he was still saying, oh, Kate, you know, Cal's still mine. Oh, you, they'd have to pry that out of my fingers because it's all it's all press. If you knew Ben Affleck wasn't going to continue being Batman, you wouldn't invest into the immediate project as much. Yes, I don't. I will concede that there are definitely people who wouldn't, but I don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's plenty of fucking sitcoms I can think of where they just go ahead and replace a character mid fucking run and uh fucking there's no it doesn't matter just you could just replace people with somebody else and you're still playing the character it's still in the same universe Eh? i mean like this isn't like indiana jones where harrison ford is so iconically indiana jones that replacing him would be a bit it would be a bit odd this is this is ezra mill in the flash i mean he's not that integral to the character at, at least in my mind that you couldn't swap i mean there's there's literally another flash on a tv show right now that uh is also the flash for all intents and purposes and uh it's not confusing anybody yeah i see and and i don't i don't think it's even that i don't think it's even the fact that you know that you have to keep them around for a sequel i think it's just it would be harder for an audience to i think to invest into something knowing that this character or that this actor had been fired already I think it's just a perception issue. Yeah, it might be easier for some people to invest in it because there's going to be some people that are like, you know what, fuck this guy. I'm, I'm not, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna th- you know throw their weight behind 
this uh, dude that clearly needs some help and is acting like a total asshole. Yeah. Uh, then I'm not going to go see the movie. Yeah. So you're, you're, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. This is not going to help Warner Brothers at all. Yeah. Unless, uh, you know, when, when the Discovery uh, merger goes through, which it should be any time now. Yeah, I think I heard something about it yesterday having gone through and like they've started changing their name to Warner Brothers Discovery or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean... Who knows? Maybe the uh, the new head will will think this is so important because it's it's you know rumored to help uh, structure the future of the DC films. Even though they're 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 claiming they're not going to be doing you know like a um, a shared universe at all. They're concentrating on one offs. But if this if this is supposed to be resetting things and it's that important, then maybe they will invest the money in for reshoots. I don't know. This movie's been delayed like seven years anyway. Kind of hope but. they don't. I, I can't see reshoots making this movie better. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't really, I don't really, care. I mean, Ezra Miller's f- fine, you know, whatever, but like he would never be my choice for flash. So I, I don't know. I certainly wouldn't put Grant Gustin in there. Like a bunch of fucking dumb dumbs on the internet are doing with their fucking petitions and hashtags and shit. I mean, exactly why I wouldn't give a shit if they're, I mean, just, uh, you know, tweak it a bit. So he dies at the end and, <laughs> Yeah, reset the universe, and there's somebody there already. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck it. You know, I mean, as long as it's a fun movie, I don't really like my. I think Marvel's burnt out my my lust for some sort of cinematic universe. Like, yeah. just give me an interesting story and let's move on. I, like, I know who the Flash is. I know who all these characters are. I d- I don't need to have a 25 year long relationship with this franchise. Yeah, yeah. Give me some good individual movies. And if I'm if I'm invested at that point and they want to make a Justice League with them, they'll get my money. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit. I mean, make good comic book movies and you'll get my money. Make some bad ones and you'll probably still get some of your money. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, they they didn't they didn't get uh, they didn't get any of my money for Black Widow, Shang Chi, or Eternals, and I still haven't watched them. Haven't seen Morbius either. Oh yeah, and that one's out. <laughs> haven't heard good things about it either. Nope. Did you hear about the uh, the post credits scene? Uh, no, I wouldn't have cared about it if I had seen the movie. So, uh, should we spoil it? Sure. Okay. Hey, everybody, we're about to spoil it. So, uh, if you really give a shit, um, I'm gonna give you uh, uh, just skip ahead. Let's see. Is a post credit scene something you could really spoil? I think so because like it could be teaser. setting up the future. Yeah, but it's like a teaser trailer. I know, but Except well, like then again, re- it's like a teaser for a teaser trailer. I would also want somebody to have the or you know the the have the ability to experience on it on its terms for better or worse i guess i would rather people just tell me what it is because i'm not going to sit through credits <laughs> to watch it okay 45 seconds you can skip ahead so apparently michael keaton's vulture shows up like we saw in the trailers yeah. but apparently like the the movie like eliminated all spider-man stuff from the movie like all like a ton of shit we we saw in the trailers just wasn't there in the movie like they, yeah, because probably the producers knew it sucked. Okay, but Michael Keaton shows up and he's like, hey, we." he basically says like, hey, we should start a team. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? How's he in this universe? Because it's not the Tom Holland universe. And he's like, oh, uh, the uh, the rift pulled me through somehow. I'm like, that's not how that worked. But that's how they're explaining it. They're just like, oh, whatever. The the rift from uh, the end of Far From, or No Way Home uh, pulled Michael Keaton through into this universe. And that is time. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it was gross. But yeah, I don't know. Fuck Morbius. 
<laughs> and Jared Leto. I mean, come on. Like, can we please stop pretending that either of those things are worth our time and attention? Sorry for any, yes. for any, yes, I can. Sorry for any Morbius fans out there. Jared Leto fans, eat shit. <laughs> what is he? Is, I, I'm trying to think of anything that he was good at. He was good in Requiem for a Dream, like forever ago. And and I think he got his Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. I never saw Dallas Buyers Me Club. Me either. I've I've only seen snippets. Requiem for a Dream was, do I say good? Like, it's a movie. I don't know if I enjoyed it, but I recognize that it was, you know, it, was a, it had an effect. Like, I don't exactly. want to watch it again. Yeah. It created a, a, an emotional reaction. Yeah. I've seen it twice and I don't think, and like, I don't think I, I need to see it again. It's, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> the end. Um, he was in um, Lord of War with Nicolas Cage, but I mean, like, he wasn't the standout was on that he? flick. He was fine. Yeah, I he was the little brother. I remember liking movie, but, oh, okay. Well, he, apparently he didn't stick in my memory. Yeah. So, whatever. He, he's fine, but I don't know. He doesn't warrant the the uh, the regard that, you know, big time um, method actors get. Like, he, he tries to go full method, but I don't think his results really back up his shenanigans. You know, like, Daniel Day-Lewis, like... I don't know, spent a couple years as a cobbler or, you know, he, he actually went and learned how to be a cobbler for a movie role. You know, it's, that's fun. But like, you know, Jared Leto's fucking sending used condoms and fucking dead rats to castmates. Eat shit. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, I guess, but I, I wouldn't want to be on a production with him. I don't, is it funny? I, I think it's funny to imagine Will Smith pulling out a used condom. <laughs> all right okay fair enough <laughs> i mean i i could see you know 21 year old us thinking it is hilarious oh, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like to think my humor has become slightly more sophisticated <laughs> yeah probably hasn't um so what else is going on uh so i mean i guess we're kind of talking about marvel stuff uh have you seen moon knight yeah, I saw the first episode. At the, at the time of recording right now, two episodes are out, but Angelina and I have just not made the second episode ha uh, happen. If she's asleep when I get home tonight, I'm watching it. Yeah, I, I watched the first and the second one. Uh, second one, I mean, you get more... Uh, Stuff. More Moon Knight action. More things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, so far, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Like, I'm curious to see where it's going. Um, it's a little slower to start than I want, but I mean, they've got to introduce the character audiences. Like, I'd love to just jump right into it, and they kind of do to a degree. Yeah, you know, I I was I was pleased with the first episode in how they introduced everything. Yeah, it it it, it kept you engaged the whole time and kept kept you asking questions. And it was uh, they they used an interesting mechanism for pacing the story and and for for telling the story. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, and it, it's a little more brutal, a little less jokey. You know, like, like, yeah, it's yeah. not as, um, it's not as like family jokey, you know, like there, there were jokes, there were funny little bits in there, but it was also like, I, I felt invested. And th they were mostly situational. It wasn't like, yeah. it, you know, here's this obvious point to stick a joke in, yeah. in the middle of like action didn't stop. And someone said some clever one liner and then it moved on. It was, it was more situational comedy, yeah. which I think uh, is a little bit more organic. I'm not sure I like the Steven character at all like he's just a timid british guy he's just kind of a little bit irritating um and since you haven't seen the second episode i'll wait oh, to make some comments shit, steven's in the second episode <laughs> yeah, he's still there and he's irritating 
I, I think the one thing that bummed me the most, and it, you know, this story was good enough, so it didn't bother me that much, was how bad the CGI is. In it. Yeah. It is, it's really bad. <laughs> it's like not even, like they didn't even try. They, they fucking phoned it in. Yeah. The, the, all those the way. creatures in the end of the first episode. Oh, are, I mean, like, man. it's, it's almost like they, they show you very little of them because they don't want to show them. And what little they do show is not. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like early 2000s CGI. Yeah. Like, and not even like the really good stuff, like not Lord of the Rings. No, it's like Blade. Yeah. Yes. It's like, I know that they they can do better than this. I like, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. But uh, I guess they just didn't, they wanted to do a Moon Knight show, but didn't quite want to invest that much money in it. Yeah. And uh, that's a little bit of a bummer because I know, like, if it was some side thing or some new property from some small company i'd give them a little bit more slack yeah. on that but it, it like they have all the assets they this have the people Disney. they have the teams they have yeah. the money they just made a conscious decision not to invest that into moon knight and uh yeah i get that you know and they used it in places where i don't know they needed to or they could have done something practically like when the ice cr- or the cupcake falls off the top of that truck that was in the first episode right? yeah yeah like it was very obviously a big CGI cupcake. Like, yeah. why not just make a big cupcake? Yeah, make a big foam cu- cupcake and roll it down the road. Yeah, use a, use sake. a use a water balloon launcher rubber band to yeah. just you know <laughs> throw it off the car. How hard is that? Yeah, but no, no, they didn't want to do that. Uh, stay tuned in uh, in I don't know. I guess it'll be two more debriefs where we'll have a uh, a full breakdown yeah, of Moon Knight. It's only six episodes, yeah. right? So it's even. Yeah, you know, it's a fairly short run. Yep. And then we get to get into fucking Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, like, I think when we last talked, it got delayed by two days or something. Oh, is that what it so was? So now it's on f- the, that Friday. Now it's on a day that is totally insignificant, as far as I know. I think it was insignificant before, too, right? It or? wasn't. It was the oh. uh, the day that the original Star Wars was released. Oh. So that that made it okay for them to not do it on May 4th. They needed two more days. That's the thing that's confusing. Like, is their production schedule that tight that they're like, all right, guys, we need two more days. Yep. Jeff over in Ooh. marketing says we can't make the 28th. It's got to be the 30th. Yeah. I hope Bob doesn't get sick because then they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, in totally unrelated news, I love that that on this show we did an episode of fast food so i can all so anytime something exciting is happening with fast food <laughs> i get to talk about it um so if everyone remembers because i've talked about it so many times not just in the fast food episode i love me some fucking taco bell and the uh the mexican pizza which we had ben try for the first time on the show and what was your reaction to that ben meh yeah pretty insignificant i love that fucking thing and they took it away from me, what, a couple of years ago now? I, I must have had like five or six of what, what, what was my last Mexican pizza. Until they took it off the menu, <laughs> I kept ordering it as if it was my last. But they are bringing it back. It's looking like it's going to be next month. There was a report saying May 19th. I don't know how set in stone that is. And, you know, I don't know if it would be like a national Mexican pizza day rollout. Oh, I, part of me hopes that like you go to a Taco Bell and they're like, sorry, we're not participating. Oh yeah. Like, like the the greater (laughs) Northern California area just isn't bringing it back. You got to go to like San Jose is the closest Taco Bell that has one. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, no. I was telling uh, Ben this. I'm speaking to the listener now. This is weird. That when that thing comes out, I'm going to get at least three of them and stack them on top of each other and eat them all at once. I am so excited for that. I'm currently in the middle of a uh, of a year off of fast food, but I decided to make an exception for this event. And I'll probably just do it for like a couple weeks or something. Or maybe a week where it's like okay for me to eat that. Just eat three of them a day for a week. Every single day. (laughs) Put on 10 pounds. Mm. Oh man, I don't even have that much room in my shirts. Um, But yeah, and and in other uh, fast food news, I'd been really craving a McDonald's breakfast burrito. Do you like those McDonald's? Yeah. Just little sausage burritos? They're solid. I mean, they're, they're... there's nothing uh, extravagant about them, but they're they're simple and they work. I fucking love them. And I'd been craving one so bad that the other day I decided to try to make one on my own. Because it's pretty simple. It's eggs. It's sausage. It's American cheese. and But they have little like diced peppers in there. Yeah. So what I decided to, to try to do was uh, just open up a can of those like Ortega green chilies. Yeah. Totally fucking sold it. I looked in my in my fridge in a little baggie. I happen to have like one of those uh, McDonald's salsa packets oh, there you just go. so I could, you know, experience it to its fullest. It tasted almost identical and it was such a glorious moment. Like it was the best thing that happened to me all that day. I was so excited. I was like dancing in my chair as I ate it because I was so fucking stoked. Did you get the sausage in like the little tiny crumbles like they do? I didn't, but I, I, um, what I do is I buy, uh, Jimmy Dean, uh, like those turkey sausage patties that are already cooked. And then I just dice, dice them up, them up. Yeah. and throw them in scrambled eggs. I was, I was in heaven. I was having a McDonald's breakfast burrito, but it was bigger and it was not from McDonald's. So I was allowed to eat it. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Diet. <laughs> Work around. I mean, but at the end of the day with that thing, you know, if I've got eggs, turkey sausage, green chilies, and a couple slices of cheese in a tortilla, like the tortilla is the, really the only, you know, high caloric, uh, thing I'm intaking. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, a breakfast burrito in general, I think is a pretty solid breakfast. I mean, I yeah. Think it's a lot of proats. Yeah. I think you're doing just fine. Yeah. I've got some disappointing halo stuff. Oh no. I didn't see the show. I don't think I'm going to see the show because it's on Paramount Plus. And as much as they try to make me interested in anything they've got going on. Star Trek. They just keep fucking failing. <laughs> uh, and everything I've heard about it sounds like it's a bit of a turd. Yeah. That uh, they basically, like the, I heard a thing with the, the, um, the producers saying like the, the basically like, I guess they read a couple of the novels, uh, but didn't want to play the games because they didn't want it to kind of like alter the vision of what they were trying to do and it's like what what the fuck do you mean you didn't play the games like you're you're making a movie or a tv show about the fucking games your audience is people that played the games why is that what you're choosing to ignore yeah they they wanted they wanted the option the uh the creative freedom to make master chief like an ice cream man without a <laughs> He's yeah, actually they, master chef now. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't want to to have to adhere to anything. Oh yeah. So um, I don't know. It, it's been pretty widely shit on. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Uh, but the actual Halo news that I was disappointed in was uh, I remember I don't know if I talked about it, when Halo Infinite came out. Odin and I were super stoked. We downloaded it day one. We were going to get in, jump in, and play some couch co-op, and it didn't come with couch co-op. 
Like, well, that's a fucking bummer. And but they said, all right, in May it'll come out with that. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm not even going to touch the game till May. Odin and I can play through it once it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not coming in May either. It's not going to be out for season two, and they're pushing it to probably season three. Now, what are seasons in in regards to a video game? Stupid as fuck. I don't know. It's kind of that like live service video game thing now where they're like, the, you know, it's basically like DLC packs that like you buy the battle pass for and then you get all the stuff, all like the little DLC drops and and shit that comes out for the this the the season and this what this one was supposed to include co-op and um some other multiplayer functions that it's just not going to now so does it follow a three-month structure for seasons or is it more like a tv show where it's once a year no it's it's probably closer to you know three depending three to six months they're okay. not, not beholden to any timetables necessarily i don't think they've announced when they expect season three to come out like season Two got delayed by a few by a couple of weeks. Like they delayed it and announced that it's not going to have the shit I wanted in it. And, yeah, and but like, thanks for the money. What a, I mean, it came out. It was part of Game Pass day one, but that usually drops off after a certain amount of time. This one may not though, because it's it's one of Microsoft's internal studios doing yeah. it. But uh, if it drops off before it gets couch co-op, I'm not ever going to play it because that's how I wanted to play it. I want to play it with my kid. Yeah. Yep. And. uh Fucking stupid. Fucking Halo, man. I haven't played a Halo game in quite some time. I think I'd had a couple drinks and I may have tried Infinite, you know, just like Deathmatch a couple times. I'm infamously bad in that. As far as the TV show goes, yeah, I, I have not heard great things. I heard that you see a bunch of Master Chief with his helmet off. Yeah, that's just what you want to see, right? Yeah. They're, apparently they're trying to humanize Master Chief. Which, Do that through his actions. You don't need his, yeah. like, what are you, is he going to cry? Is that yeah. how they need to humanize him? Didn't he like not even talk in the first game? He talked a little bit in some. Didn't of the he when he's talking to Cortana? But yeah, okay. I, I but couldn't it was remember. Minimal. Yeah, like I, I I remember starting up the remastered edition a while back, and and like at least in the beginning tutorial, there's just a lot of people talking at you. Yeah, well, that's a video game. Like, and I get it. You got to give him some dialogue. I mean, it can't be all that, but it's uh, it, it just is it now just generic sci-fi war movie with Halo skin? Probably. I don't, I don't think I care about that. <laughs> um, well, what are we at? I feel like we, we got off on a good tangent for a moment there. So we, what? 28 minutes. Oh shit. Really? Wow. That's the opposite of normal. Like, like normally it feels like 28 minutes, but it's been like 57. <laughs> oh, we skipped a step though. Oh, what was that? Hey John, how you doing? <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. We really just jumped right into things with the Oscars. Um, I'm okay. I'm I'm really tired. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a tired old man. And uh ew, why is that all I have to say? <laughs> I I, I mean the, the the extent of the update of your personal life for the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm a tired old man. I'm drained. Like I, I like especially <laughs> today. I don't know why. Like I I've slept a good 7 hours last night. I I you know had a good breakfast, went on a walk with the family and then just my my energy stores are depleted, and uh, I don't know, man. How are you doing? Let's talk about that instead. Um, pretty good, but I think I've realized I'm also an old man now. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, I'm pushing up on forty here this year, mm -hmm. and I've noticed a disturbing pattern of uh, on like any time I spend like you know three or more hours playing video games, especially if I stay up late playing video games which I did, you know, on Saturday again, 
I wake up with what could only be described as a hangover. A <laughs> video game hangover? I'm getting like a video game hangover <laughs> now. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like I, you know, I'll wake up and I'll have a headache and I'll not have slept well. I don't know if it's just too much time staring at a screen. If my eyes are strained, maybe. Like my vision's fine. Like I, I'm not having a hard, I'm, like, I'm not having to like squint to see things or anything like that. But like I, like I was up today, I fucking had a headache. And I go and I'm like, you know, hanging out, just kind of sitting on the couch because, you know, it's like I'm hungover, even though I didn't drink anything yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, my stomach's fine. So it's not that, but it's just like in the, it's like a head hangover. Yeah. And I'm watching TV uh, with, uh, with the kids. Like I finished What If finally. <laughs> then I went outside and like got away from the TV for a while and my headache faded away. So it's like, I think it is staring at screens, which is like a real bummer because like kind of realized today, like, okay, I just need to not look at a screen for a while. I'll go read some comics and hang out outside. But what I really wanted to do was go inside and play some video games. <laughs> it <was> bullshit. <laughs> You're an addict. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if that's one of my issues that I stare at a screen all day for work and then I'm drawing this issue on the iPad. So it's just screens all day long. Yeah. I've thought, I thought about it today. Maybe I'll go get some of those like blue light blocking glasses. Yeah. And see if they make a difference. I don't fucking know, but uh, that's a bummer. I don't want to be too old to play video games for hours. <laughs> you can't take that away from me. Yeah, that's some bullshit. That was my retirement plan. That's what I was going to do after I quit working eventually. Wow. Well, you want to jump to recommendations? I got one more thing. Oh, okay. Did you hear that Pink Floyd came out with a new song? I did, but only from you just before the show. <laughs> so I am curious what's going on because... The last thing I remember coming from them was that album, I can't, something about a river on the title that came out a few years back. That was just a lot of, like, it just seemed like a lot of snippets from stuff that they had worked yeah, on the, with Rick wasn't anything that was new. Yeah. No, this is their new, first new actual recording since the Division Bell. So, so this is then... Is it Nick Mason? And, hey, why don't you just tell me all about it? It's it's Nick Mason <laughs> and David Gilmore. Mm -hmm. I mean, because they're alive. It's not Roger Waters, because that's just not going to happen. No. Uh, but they've got uh, they got uh, Guy Pratt on bass, which I think had played bass for them previously, okay. at least in some live shows. And then uh, some guy I'd never heard of on keyboards. But it's a song called Hey, Hey, Rise Up. I, I guess David Gilmore wrote it. It's kind of themed on like a Ukrainian song thing he heard. And it's inspired by the whole war thing. And it's going to be like, I guess the proceeds from it go to that. Okay. Um, and it's got like a Ukrainian singer whose name I'm going to butcher because it's got a lot of letters in it in places that I'm not used to seeing letters. Okay. Or at least these letters. I think it's Andre uh, Kilivnyuk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's from a Ukrainian... Andre, kill, live, yuck. Uh, from, a, uh, from a Ukrainian band called Boombox. But I listened to it today. Uh, it's very clearly Nick Mason and David Gilmore. Like, uh, like, it sounds just like it did last time we heard from them. So does this... Um, is, is this vocalist doing all of the vocals? Is David Gilmore singing at all? Nope. Yeah, it's just this guy, and he's Aww. singing in Ukrainian. So, you, you know, you don't understand what he's saying. Well, maybe David I mean, Gilmore will, will, uh, will release an English version. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's got a nice big David Gilmore guitar solo in it. Feels right. The drums are very Nick Mason-y. So, I mean, it feels like a Floyd song. Cool. Except for this Ukrainian guy singing over it. But uh, like it popped up in my, my phone. It was like new single from Pink Floyd. I'm like, say what? 
Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I hear uh, Roger Waters is coming to town. Is he? Yeah. I might want to see that show, but he's so old. He can't even sing his own, like, like hit his own notes. Yeah. They always, and, and I'm sure he's charging a bloody fortune. You know, it's probably like 200 bucks to go see him because there's egos and then there's Roger Waters. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it doesn't fit the actual scientific uh, definition of, you know, it ego and super ego, but he is a super Super ego. <laughs> yes. So like, I'm sure he's not doing this for cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a, if it's that golden one, you know, like the nosebleed, like I wouldn't even sit in the nosebleeds, not from distance, just from vertigo. Yeah. They are steep. Yeah. It's fucking gross. I would not want to see Roger Waters there. Yeah. Like the person in front of you, like your shins are at their head. Yeah. Like that is, and, and there's not a lot of leg room. So like it is. Yeah, steep set of stairs. I'm a tall man. I feel like if I fell over, like I would not stop toppling until I went over the edge to the uh Yeah, like if you stood below. and like just leaned forward till you fell, your head would probably fall like a good 10 feet instead yeah. of the normal Yeah, six like feet. three rows ahead. Yeah. Ugh. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get the willies just thinking about the one time that I was there. Like I, I, I won't go to an event if I have to sit in the nosebleeds. No way. And that's not a snobby thing. It's a safety thing. So, uh, recommendations? Sure. You want to take it? Sure. Okay. Um, my recommendation is, uh, the second full price game I've bought in as many months, which is really weird, even though they're giving me fucking headaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's the one that gave me today's headache, uh, which is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the mm -hmm. new Gearbox, uh, game. It's basically Borderlands. It's Borderlands meets, like, D&D &D RPG. It's a lot of fun. Like, if you like Borderlands games, you'll like this it's very much the same kind of tone and humor that you're used to from borderlands games uh it looks very similar but instead of being like all drab and post-apocalyptic it's a lot more uh vibrant i guess and it's got just a lot of you know good jokes and uh pokings of fun <laughs> at uh at all the rpg game tropes a bunch of fun poking but yeah, it's cool. And it does have couch co-op that works. So I was able to play it with my kids and it was great. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen people play Borderlands and like Fallout games and stuff. They always look fun, but I've, I've never actually played one myself. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a solid, I mean, I think Borderlands was the game that kind of defined the genre looter shooter. Okay. Where you run around killing things and everything just drops buckets and buckets of, of guns and loot stuff loot and all kinds of shit. And even though it's fantasy-based, like, you think, okay, this is going to be, you know, more sword and sorcery. No, no, I mean, like, you have magic, you can do a melee attack, you have, like, a melee weapon, but uh, it's very much a first-person shooter still. Like, it has lots of guns. Yeah, I saw your daughter playing some of that, and she had a big old gun in her hand. I didn't even know that there was sorcery. Yep, standard Borderlands stuff. There is, uh, you know, a bunch of enemies that are all a bunch of bullet sponges, and you shoot them with... You know, you shoot the shit out of them, they drop a bunch of guns, and you have, you know, you have your choice of, like, one billion different guns with random, <laughs> random, like, stat effect changes. Uh, so, if, like, if you're one of those people that worries about having, like, the best gun at any given time, uh, you will be paralyzed with uh, indecision <laughs> as you pick up, like, ten new guns per like little battle and then you got to look at them and all oh, their stats the are very slightly do? different. Yeah. So you just be like, fuck it, this one's fun. These ones can eat shit. Yeah, yeah. And some of them do stuff that, like, you can't see in the stat block. Like, if you go to, like, the... They have some random effects where, like, you go to the, 
the de- the description and it, and it has like a special effect, but you have no idea otherwise. Like I had one that uh, it was like a, a machine gun that sh- that had like electric damage, but every time you re- reloaded, you would throw out the spent cartridge and it, like a little dragon head would pop out of the ground and it was like a little mini turret that would oh, shoot cool. lightning at the enemies. And it was like because it seemed kind of weak, but then throwing turrets all over the place. Yeah, something useful that comes out of it. Yeah, and so it's just tons and tons of randomly generated guns that scale as you get better and uh yeah it's it's a lot of fun yeah and i recommend it yeah uh, my recommendation is coming from the past thing uh something we've uh we've both talked about loving and i recently decided that it was time for me to go back for a for a second time through so my family and i recently restarted um, or started a rewatch of gravity falls Oh, yeah. That show just, I mean, the first season especially just caught me so off guard. It's so brilliant. And, um, you know, I I knew like partway in when you informed me that there was like a lot happening in the background. There was a lot of planning that went into it and stuff. So it's fun being able to go back from the beginning and just seeing stuff that's in there. Like uh, there, there's a recurring character in the show um, that is a, a time traveler. You know, from the future, who who's you know, I, I he starts off as a villain. I, I think in the end he redeems himself in the end of the series, but you know he pops up in several episodes, and and you know he's a big thorn in their side. And we were watching one of the. It was either like episode one or two, and there's like a shot of a crowd, and you just see him like in the background for a second, and then he like runs off the uh, out of out of screen, and you're yeah. like, holy shit! Like that's like the Nibbler thing from Futurama, except. It wasn't retroactive. Like that yeah. was from the very beginning of the series that that he was straight up there. Gravity Falls is probably one of the best examples of like a master planned series. Yeah, like they had they had a plan going in, and it and it's so well executed, and it builds and paces itself so well, especially being a freaking kids show. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing an episode on on Gravity Falls at some. We point totally should because uh, it is it is a hell of a cool show. Yeah, I just I wish they would have had three seasons to play with because the second season, it seemed like it just, it went full bore real fast. And I, I can only imagine that they were told like, Hey, your show's great, but you've only got one more season. So like, well, here, here we go. We, we gotta, we have to tell the end of our story in this season. Cause it, it yeah, yeah. It, it got real big. It was still really good, but it was much different second season. It starts out as kind of like a, a like a monster of the week kind of thing yeah. where there's they're discovering new weird things and the plot really moves a lot more in the second season. Yeah. But I definitely recommend watching that on Disney Plus. Um it's good for the kids, good for the adults. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite kids shows that I've seen in a while. Absolutely. Cuz it's got it's got a lot like it all stays clean and family friendly, but it's got just a lot of a lot of little jokes that go right over kids' heads that yeah, they're it's, never going to pick up on. It, it's complicated in a non-complicated way. You know, like yeah. there, there's, it's it's like a yes song where like you can you can appreciate it as just like a, a rock tune, but you could also appreciate it on a on a higher technical level with a lot of things happening in the background if you're really looking for it. And it's a good mystery show for kids. Like Odin really loved it because it. You know, it had like a an air of mystery about it. And like he he bought a couple of the, you know, the Gravity Falls books. Yeah, yeah. That have a whole bunch of background stuff on them. And they've got they're cool. They've got like if you get a black light, they've got like secret 
text and stuff written in them yeah. and like things where you have to like hunt through the book to find other things and little clues. They're really neat. You know, and, and I had forgotten that in the very first episode, it ends with Grunkle Stan, like taking his little secret entrance behind the like vending machine or whatever it is. You're like, Oh, so from the very beginning, you're, you know, it's there. Like I, I had completely forgotten. Yep. So, yeah. Great show. Go and watch it. Gr- and Grunkle Sam is the fucking best. That yeah. guy. Is We're thinking about doing a, doing a theme Halloween oh, with yeah. that. You, know? you should. Yeah. yeah. Angelina wants to be Mabel real bad. He, he He's such a good, bad influence. Yeah. <laughs> I can love it. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody. Oh, wait, one more thing. What? So we're, I've got a whole bunch of, of unused steam codes essentially. And so I'm going to start, uh, giving away a game every time we do a debrief to enter. You just got to go over to our discord. There's a giveaways channel and you can, uh, you can press a button and you'll enter the contest. <laughs> it's very easy to do. Requires almost nothing other than joining our Discord. <laughs> Suckers. But uh, yeah, this week uh, I'm going to give away Fez, which is a cool uh, like a puzzle platformer, I guess, yeah. where like you can change perspectives and stuff. I, I played through it a long time ago, and I've got a duplicate Steam code for, for it. And uh, Am I allowed to enter? Sure, why not? Yeah. Oh, well. I don't give a shit. No, I'm not going to do it. Because <laughs> if I win, people are going to say I cheated. All right. Well, thanks, folks, for joining us on this short episode today. Um, if you want to let us know how we did, um, hit us up. Facebook, uh, 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 Geek Exploration, the podcast page. That's what it is. Um, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast. Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. Uh, we've got an email address. It is email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Or you can call us, and please do. That'd be the most fun. Um, it's 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And if you enjoy these episodes, uh, go give us a review. Uh, we'll, we'll read it on this show and we'll appreciate it. And, uh, it, you know, honestly, it doesn't even need to be a good one. Go give us a, a terrible review. Tell us everything we did wrong and uh, we'll read it and tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, just still rate it five stars. Just talk a lot yeah, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, we have swag at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. We are a part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. And our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye-bye. Hasta luego. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. 
Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.